0: Today, as the whole world waits with bated breath, Donald Trump is still a free man, for now. And another biological male dominates in another women's sports competition. So congratulations once again to the patriarchy. We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and Donald Trump was not arrested today, not because the Soros-backed DA Alvin Bragg had a change of heart about, you know, devolving into this whole banana republic thing, but because the grand jury had not finished listening to testimony from key witnesses. The latest reports say that the indictment and arraignment will come next week once the testimony has concluded, but that didn't stop the media frenzy outside the courthouse. Mainstream media hacks, desperate, frothing at the mouth, drooling over the possibility of getting a glimpse at Donald Trump in cuffs, a glimpse at really what would be the end of our American justice system as we know it. But hey, think about all the clicks and views, Republic be damned. In response to the House Judiciary Committee's insistence that Bragg turn over all documents related to the investigation and testify before the committee, Bragg's office released a statement that read, We will not be intimidated by attempts to undermine the justice process, nor will we let baseless accusations deter us from fairly applying the law. Ha! In every prosecution, we follow the law without fear or favor to uncover the truth. Our skilled, honest, and dedicated lawyers remain hard at work. I mean... Sure, unless the defendant is a Black Lives Matter rioter or a violent criminal or a felon or a domestic abuser, then we don't follow the law at all. We just let you go. And despite Trump calling for his supporters to protest, media members far outweighed the number of protesters and even counter protesters. Daily Beast reporter, if you want to call him that, Zachary Patrizio pointed out, tweeted out, Due to the post-January 6 paranoia, Trump supporters gathered at Trump Tower to voice their support of the former president. They're now being accused of being feds by fellow Trump supporters. Post-January 6th, paranoia. Gosh, I can't imagine why a conservative would have paranoia about the FBI being weaponized against us. They're only allowing political prisoners to rot in prison for wearing red hats. They're only raiding pro-life activist homes in front of their children. They're only putting us on domestic terrorist watch lists for believing in, you know, less government or not wanting a public school to sexualize our children. Why on earth would we have anything to be paranoid about? This is typical leftist gaslighting. They abuse their power. They create the problem you then become paranoid about. They want you paranoid, by the way. Then they mock you for being paranoid about who to trust. And as we have proven time and time again, as much as the left wants to claim they care about election interference, and threats to democracy, they only care when they think it's something that interrupts their gaming of the system. They will not rest until they get that perp walk from Donald Trump, until they interfere in the election. And they will not rest until they get you so riled up they can convince you to follow their lead in seeking revenge. And then they'll use it as an example of why you are that evil person they always said you were. Don't take the bait. Here to discuss this and more are Jakub Uyuns, Blaze TV contributor and host of The Bottom Line, and John Doyle, Blaze TV contributor and host of Heck Off Kami. I also th- believe, I think, Donald Trump's number one supporter. Yeah, true. That's also true. I would say. So uh, it's good to have you both here, guys. Um, what, like it's It's been fascinating to watch this play out because... The media is just so hung up in when, when we're going to get this big story, when we're going to get Donald Trump in cuffs, when we're going to get this perp walk. They're lined up at the courthouse. They've got cameras all over the place. And no one, none of them at least, seem to be I don't know, at all concerned about this two tiered justice system or, again, the interference in uh, the 2024 election, which very clearly this would be. I mean, you had the the entire left. They were so remember when they loved James Comey because they thought that he was, uh, you know, anti Trump. And then James Comey came out and said the FBI is still investigating Hillary Clinton and they hated him. And they said, you can't do that before an election that's interfering. Um, Hello. Where are those people now?
1: I, I kind of want this monologue to continue because it was just absolutely brilliant. I'm Thank sitting you. here going, the girl can write. I mean, it's amazing. No, honestly, right. um, look, I think strategically it starts way earlier than that, though, John. They only hire at these liberal media outlets mm-hmm. those who they know will live and die by their mantra, mm-hmm. who have no personal conviction, who don't care about this country, who don't care to report about fair and balanced justice system, justice that is, lady justice that's blind. Mm. They don't care about that. It is, it is this movement, this blob moving in a direction. So for them, Donald Trump, who's still the most persecuted president in history, maybe in all history, the man, the fact that he stayed standing until his last day in the White House was a miracle, an act of God. They want to see him in cuffs because a couple things. To them, it would prove, see, see, uh, uh, there was no collusion. See, there was no foul play. See, it, it's, it's a self-vindication mm. because they know. Mm. They know. Deep down, it's a sham. The whole thing is a sham. Their reporting is a sham. There's no true investigative reporting. They don't care about the justice system or any American. So it's actually a self-gratifying mm. event. And that's why they clamber like bees around a honeypot. Right, because it's all see, see, we were right. They did the same with masks. They did mask shaming, you know, bad person, bad person to make themselves feel good. So um, my personal opinion, you're not seeing him arrested. You're not seeing him in handcuffs. I don't, I don't see that happening, uh, but they would love to, um, and they don't care about our justice system. Yeah.
2: I kind of I'm disappointed to hear you say that I kind of would like to see it happen not because like I want it to happen but Imagine that photo that would be like the most significant photograph in the history of photos I mean like what that would represent as like America you know one of the most consequential nations in the history of the world Something that was built upon this idea of liberating ourselves from that authoritarianism embracing self-governance for that country to then devolve into a banana republic and then let alone with Donald Trump at like the forefront of that being the leader of the opposition party then being in handcuffs and having that mugshot photo taken that would be something for for the college dorm room but it's exactly as he said you know we've got this situation where the right is so ill-equipped to deal with our political enemies because we can't conceptualize like the cunning and viciousness of these people we're always expecting to have to play by the rules and these people are like well it's okay when we do it and when you do it it's not okay and we're like well wait a minute now come on that's not fair and it's like it's actually very consistent in a way because Their principle is that. Their principle Mm -hmm. is it's okay when we do it Mm -hmm. and not when you do it because they don't care about equality in terms of, you know, equality of thought or of representation. They only care about hierarchy in the sense that they get to rule and you don't.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it is fascinating because they set these unlivable standards mm-hmm. that they ne- they're like, yeah, it's unlivable because we never intended to live by them. We just Correct. we just want all of you to live by them. That's we're better than that.
1: We're it's above your anarchy boys. for the sake of causing anarchy. And for that reason, you know, mainstream media, remember, they don't they don't hear <laughs> from the powers that be. They just follow their little worker bees, worker ants. They, they're just puppets. Soros and these guys. I've asked myself this question. Do they actually and people will say yeah, they do do they actually want to see him in handcuffs or is it the slow erosive discrediting process? I think the latter Mm. because actually seeing him in handcuffs does not really benefit because it's not going to stand and it will galvanize his followers. So that really does not benefit but discrediting him and never stopping continuing to chipping away at him. I think it's probably a smarter play. That's why I don't think they actually arrest him. I, I really don't. But nor do I think this stops. Yeah. I think there's more of this. They will continue, and they will never stop. They, they may not stop when this guy's 90 years old. They will go after him because he, he's their nemesis. He's their kryptonite.
0: It's 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 hard to... Figure out who this ultimately will benefit because I know that they think that they're making him look bad by getting that perp walk or dragging him through all of this. They're making him look horrible, but I mean, the fact of the matter is, everyone knew who Donald Trump was before they voted him in the first time, right? I mean, we had we had the grabber by the you know tapes. We had we knew who we knew who he was. We knew he had had affairs. We knew he was a playboy. We you know we had all of that evidence. And America still decided this is the right man for the job at this time. And so it's just fascinating to see them constantly try to drag this stuff up. Like, the same people who voted for him the first time, who already knew all of this, are now going to be like, oh, no, he paid Stormy Daniels for an NDA? I mean, honestly, when I hear that that he paid Stormy Daniels that money, and she took the money, and now she ratted him out anyway, the first thing I think of is, can he get that money back because, like— she didn't hold up her end of the bargain. Is it a good thing to do? No. Should he be having affairs? No, but my point is, you persecute a man enough and the rest of the, the country starts going, okay, you know what, like, I, I'm kind of tired of you guys doing this to this man, like, I, and I kind of just want to take a side now. I mean, and that's where I'm at. And obviously, I voted for the guy in the last election. But, you know, you hear them go through the um, just just pick apart his character. You you see how they weaponize the FBI against him. You see them raid Mar-a-Lago. You see how they're trying to destroy his life. And then you hear him call it a witch hunt. And you're like, it is. It is. It is. It is. is. And so I I just but then but then but then just to play devil's advocate. But then you have the president leaning into this. Right. You have him telling his, his, his supporters to take to the streets to protest. You have him going off on Truth Social, writing all. I mean, he's clearly very angry, which he has a right to be. But the tweets were what turned independence off the first time, right? Or the second time. So who, who ultimately benefits here? It just, it, to me, it feels a whole lot like nobody does at the end of the day.
1: My concern, and this is going to be probably not well received at this side of the table. My concern is this. The biggest loser here actually ends up being Donald Trump.
0: I I worry that it is. And,
1: And it is. And here's why. His former tactics are not working. It's not working on Ron DeSantis, calling Ron names, Ron's playing above it, and he's getting angry. And when a man gets angry and gets emotional, you make mistakes. You make big mistakes. And he hasn't really given the left fresh information to hit him with. It's old stuff, right? I'm concerned he's about to give them fresh stuff mm. like big mistakes by tweeting something you know off color or something or tweeting on truth social yeah. or whatever but you know true, true thing yeah <laughs> truthing thing it that's my concern is yeah. that he actually ends up being the loser here not because they're trying to indict him or whatever but because of his frustration for his former tactics gaining mm-hmm, ground, mm-hmm. and it, and this time around, I don't think that's gonna work.
0: And it's frustrating to see, because I wanna let you respond, John, but it's frustrating to see, because like I said, who can blame the guy for of being course. frustrated? Who can blame the guy for p- feeling like everyone's out to get him? Who can blame him for thinking all of these things? It's all true, but the independence you need, and if the independents don't like those, don't like the, remember that was a, oh, but he tweets mean things. Like, I thought his tweets were great and hilarious, yeah. Yeah. but they don't like them. So who ends up benefiting from this, John?
2: I don't even know if that's true, to be honest. I mean, the issues that we win with independence on are issues like immigration, trade, and foreign policy, which were the issues that Trump emphasized in 2016 and 2020. I think the reason he lost in 2020... Fortification aside is because he pandered too much he was dealing you know with the black lives matter stuff he started pan- pandering to like the LGBT stuff and you know you've got all these like white middle class voters who are wondering like how they're benefiting from releasing you know convicted black criminals from prison uh, having Jared Kushner like you know govern the White House basically so I think that's why he lost he lost that edge you know ironically he started surrounding himself too often with a class of people who write the note cards for Ron DeSantis and I think that the attacks are working I mean his gap with uh, him and DeSantis just keeps widening and I think that DeSantis's response to everything Thing yesterday was uh, terrible. I mean, he, all over Twitter, even people who were pro-desantis were like, that was not good because why people love Trump is because he does represent that anti-establishment sentiment. And when the establishment targets him, I think it is going to help him ultimately. So uh, I think it's going to be... But I be... want to ask
1: you this. Sure. I want to stop asking what Donald Trump needs and I want to start asking what does this nation need? What does this country truly need? And this country truly needs vision again, vision and and unity. And I'm not talking about you Know, K Sarah Sarah. I'm talking about really coming together because we are focusing on the triage. Meanwhile, cancer is eating us away and we are losing our families. Our fatherless rate now for the youth has gone to 90%. We're going, and you can't blame all that on the left. You cannot. Our fight, you know, sexualizing children, that's not just the left. We arrest as many pedophiles that are conservative mm-hmm. as liberals. So while we're focusing on the the topic of the day: The nation is crying out for an identity again. The nation, America, the home of the free, the land of the brave, the flag, unity under God. That galvanizing unity better be the focus, or you're going to see you're going to see a bloodbath within the conservative movement. It's going to be a bloodbath, and that's not healthy for for the country. That's my concern. Is we got to get back to God, nation, not individual. I think that Trump is still that guy I
2: mean you know the idea of making America great again calls back to that identity back when we didn't hate ourselves and you know the type of statements that you hear from the pre-Trump GOP and even like in someone like DeSantis or this idea about you know freedom or combating like you know the left and stuff like that it's like okay that's great but Trump I mean even like with the immigration issue as a whole he didn't do that because of you know even security necessarily or economic reasons he did that because he knows that if you change the composition of the nation you're going to change its identity so I don't know I like DeSantis a lot but you know in terms of the governors that the Republicans control I think we have like 25 or 26 he's the best but overall the situation is not that good I mean he has significant majorities in both chambers of Congress he could be like cranking stuff out much yeah. more so than he is yeah. and he's just not and I mean this guy you know when he was in Congress his voting record pretty much was like the average Republican now he sees where the tides going with the whole Trump momentum thing he does a campaign commercial in 2018 oh look at me I love Trump elect me he beats Andrew Gillum, and I don't know this guy seems to just want to go where he senses the party trends going and I think he's doing great a great job but I don't know if he's gonna carry the so court.
0: I want to play devil's advocate for a second and then I, I know I know we need to go to yeah. break Because it could be that. You could be absolutely right. However, in the last three years, the left has also swung so far left. We've seen unprecedented abuses of power. We've seen them trying to force people to go get an an injection. We've seen them trying to force people to suffocate and and cover their faces. And so I do think that the last three years has given uh, these politicians maybe a fresh perspective and maybe to them a little more based. And I'm not even talking about Ron DeSantis specifically, but I'm just saying I'm willing to give a pass to someone who previously maybe had a like meh voting record if they have if they really have seen like, holy crap, I see where we're going. I see what the left is doing and I'm done with it. And I feel like because the left has gotten so radical, we do have certain people in the party who have perhaps maybe strengthened their convictions on things because they realize that they need to. So, so, but so, what I'm saying is, I think, I think we will have the opportunity to find out if that is the case. But I just know, wh- just from even people that I talked to that like were not based at all before, and now the last three years they're like. So- Super based be, because the left has gone so crazy.
2: I agree. I think that's very possible. But you know, you look at Trump. He's been saying the same thing since the 1980s on what he thinks the country should do. And now we're finding out that he was correct. So I would trust him before I would trust someone who just came around in the last few years, especially when people who've been making I mean, so Trump much was a money. Democrat before, when people, I would have been a Democrat in the 1980s. Are you kidding? Yeah, I, I would have voted. He was for a Nevada. Democrat
0: but until You've much further. Fun- <laughs> and I
1: mean, funded the Clinton uh, campaign. L-
0: listen again, again. He d- he delivered on his campaign results. He did exactly Absolutely. what he said he was going to do. He was the best president of our absolutely. lifetime. Absolutely, absolutely, uh, w- without a doubt. I argue he's the best president we've while, ever ever. ever while, right,
2: right. While Trump was a Democrat in the 1980s, Ronald he wasn't Reagan.
0: just the 1980s though. That's just incorrect. Party
2: affiliate. The issues are what matter. We've switched issues so many times in this country's history. The party affiliate. Okay, he's
0: pro-abortion.
2: He's not. He's like he was.
0: Member. He was. Now, did now, in wait, my opinion, did wait. he did he redeem himself? Yeah, wait, did he redeem remember himself what the Trump by? N- did. Let me. OK, so that's what I'm saying. Did he redeem himself by, to, by the Supreme well, Court? On, yes. On, John, I just a, want to be accurate yeah. here.
1: John, hold on. You can't you can't say, well, a guy that was pro abortion. What did the Trump administration do? Phenomenal. Yes. Work. But then, but then you've got to also give right. the Republican that was not based and now is based the same, the same treatment go yep. Change of heart. You've got you to be fair. Let me, let me just finish. Yeah,
0: the, but me. Uh, let, me get, let me let you finish your point and then we have to go to on break. To the so I'll give you last word on this, John.
2: Thank you. If you look at all of the people who sold out this country, made a lot of money doing so during that same time period where Trump was talking about the issues, maybe as a Democrat, but still the same issues. These are all the people now, your Bushes, your whoever, your Paul Ryans. These are all the people now who are cozying up to DeSantis. So either we know something about DeSantis that they don't, and they're foolish for giving him all the support, and he's going to turn out and be our guy, or they know something that we don't, which is that he's in
0: bed with them. So I guess we'll see. Or Trump just broke people, but we we will see. who knows? Um, All right, so let's go ahead and take a quick break. Want to thank our sponsor, Patriot Mobile. So, look, uh, if you want to support a company that supports you, supports your values, actually takes a portion of your bill and donate donates it to uh, you know Second Amendment uh, organizations, Yaku knows this.
1: 100 percent, the best number one for profit for good company in America today. That actually these guys go put their dollars down mm-hmm. for us, helping save children, mm-hmm. rescue mm-hmm. children. They
0: help, they're help. they helping take school boards back. I mean, they really, really are working behind the scenes. They are America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They have nationwide coverage on all three major networks, so you're going to get the best possible service for your area. And they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. Uh, you really got to give them a try. And you, you can keep your number, you can get a new one, whatever you'd like, but just go there. We've got to stand together and support Companies that share our values, you can get free activation today with the offer code NEWS over at patriotmobile.com/news. That is patriotmobile.com/news. Those of you who are watching on YouTube, we appreciate the Blaze TV subscribers, of course, and you get exclusive access over at Blaze TV, but those of you who are watching on YouTube, we appreciate it. Uh, We would just ask that you gently tap that like button and uh, make sure that you are subscribed to the channel. I keep seeing people who are like, I don't know how, but I've been unsubscribed from this channel. YouTube has unsubscribed me. I was wondering why I wasn't seeing the show every day. Well, apparently YouTube is. well, we love our overlords at YouTube, but oopsies, just by coincidence, people keep getting unsubscribed. So make sure that you are subscribed and a comment for that uh, algorithmic engagement, if you would. So earlier that which, by the way, I enjoy having these conversations with you yeah, guys me, so much me too. Me too. because, you know, we're we're all friends and we can all I don't even know what, what in the Trump to Santa's thing. I'm I just first of all, I don't like the infighting, but mostly I just. It just—it's it, nice to hear from two differing perspectives, where we know, like, we all love and respect each other, and you know, we're not writing each other off. So that I appreciate. Respect that
1: to much. John, who's an amazing intellectual. I love John, uh, but to your point, I also say this: I also don't think Desantis taking the the angle of, we're not them. That's also not the answer. I mean, that's not—it's not enough, Sarah. So, just to say, well, we're not the woke ones. That's not enough.
0: Yeah, I—I I agree. I agree. I agree. And and uh, so so I want to to your point. Um, that's not enough because we're at a precipice here, um, where uh, Donald Trump's right when he says, like, that they, they're not—it's not me that like, I'm standing in the way of you because they like they want to destroy you. Absolutely true. Case in point. Uh, the FBI, apparently in D.C., <clears throat> spent nearly 16,000 more hours on the clock following uh, January 6th than it did in the aftermath of all of those fiery but mostly peaceful uh, BLM riots. So this report comes from the Heritage Foundation's Oversight Project, and they actually went in and calculated the number of hours that these that these FBI agents worked. 16,000 more hours between January 4th and 17th, 2021, than when you're looking at the, the Summer of Love in 2020, between May and June, uh, they worked far less. I, I just... We're at a major precipice here. I, I, I want to or look, I don't want to sound too Glenn Beckish in gloom and doom. OK, but I, I just want to I want to stress. I don't think it's you can stress enough how important it is for everyone to understand the significance of the FBI not just weaponizing against Donald Trump, but against the average American. I said it at the top of the show. We're talking about, you know, they're they're raiding pro-life activist homes. They're uh, putting them on trial, even though they know that there were no no charges in the locale, you know? I mean, it's getting really, really scary out there. And for as much as they want to call us paranoid, I mean, 16,000 more hours, what more evidence do you need that the cards are stacked against you if you are a conservative or if you are a white Christian male as well I'll just say
1: I'd say this that agency has finally stepped into the destiny it was created for Mm. it was created for from the onset to be weaponized against the American people that agency was corrupt that in this is not every FBI agent because we've got incredible friends or agents who fight and do great work. The hierarchy, the leadership, it's been there and now it's just gone full Monty. It is weaponized. And this is, I'm with you. I'm with Glenn. This is a fire alarm 911 call, which is why, John, I say a man, DeSantis, Trump, whoever, <clears throat> does not fix this problem. A nation mm-hmm. has to return to God, family by family, and start taking ownership of their communities their schools, etc. To think that my concern is to think that a person can step into the White House. And for the ladies watching, a woman as a president Mm. can step into the Oval Office and fix this problem. No way. Doesn't work that way. Not culturally. You're going to make dents. You're going to swing the economy. You're going to be tough on China. You're going to build a wall. We're going to shut down the border. And these things do help. But you got to ask yourself, it's parents taking their children to drag shows. Mm-hmm. It's parents taking their children. It's pastors caving to the LBGTQI alphabet. Culturally, we're sick. We're sick. And we need, we need a bigger solution that we're not woke and we're not them you know, so so we need God, honestly.
2: Uh, yeah, I completely agree. Just to clarify, I don't think that Donald Trump is going to save America or save the no, world or didn't anything. didn't that. But... I do think there is something to be said about the size of the government we have now is necessary to maintain how backwards our culture is. You know, it's kind of funny now how, you know, eating healthy and going to church and having a family. These are all these are these are now all described as like very far right positions. Mm -hmm. But it's just like normal. This is just what people are supposed to do. And so the government has to be as big as it is and have this vast archipelago of a bureaucracy in order to cram down everybody's throats what is so abnormal whether it's when they're in school and they're learning things or when they try to start a small business and they have to jump through all these hoops and so if you had a guy who could actually govern as an executive you know the executive branch under Trump or even under um, you know Brandon or whoever is really different than the executive branch under like a Lincoln or an FDR so if you had a guy in there and I don't think this is Trump I don't think he's really Politically efficacious enough to know how to do this. I think a lot of his advisors are, as long as he doesn't have personnel issues. If you have a guy who can get in there and actually like wield the power that the executive does have under our constitution, you could delete a lot of those three-letter agencies. You could purge them, replace them with loyalists, which I know sounds scary, but like that's you know normal people, right-wing people, God-fearing people. That's what you would need to do, and then. All of a sudden, you know, people who are bringing their kids to these events, maybe sheriffs would feel empowered, DAs would feel empowered to go after these people. You could cut off the influence of sin and of degeneracy that is being, I think, imposed
1: on American people from the top
2: down. And then I think we can really start to heal.
1: Mm. No, it's, 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 Look, you need strong leadership. And I'll say this. I always say, a people, this is a tough one now. Sometimes the people have the leadership they deserve. I agree with that, yeah. and that's tough because yeah. it takes a little accountability, a little time in the mirror, man in the mirror. <coughs> Not I'm a Michael Jackson fan, but I mean, can I can I face what's in the mirror? And have I really taken account the the forty percent of Christians that didn't vote? Hey, it's on you, man. Mm-hmm. Stop stop blaming the woke culture. Where were you? Did you show up? How Where about- were you when Sarah goes out to go, you know, virtually raid? You know, a, a drag show for kids, ask her if there's 10,000 moms showing up. No, they don't. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. That's my concern, though. A president doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, the, the people need to take some
0: ownership here. Yeah, I totally agree. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick break. We'll be right back. How about the uh, pastors who refuse to. Congratulations. Well, congratulations, Jaco. Congratulations, John. The patriarchy has done it again. A biological male has won a women's cycling division in New York City. Um, there was a, I I wish that we had the picture of this biological male who is like towering over the, the second place and third place, uh, women. But, um, this is, Oh, no. Why is the last name Thomas again? This is Tiffany Thomas. Any relation to Leah? I'm not sure. But um, so Tiffany Thomas is a member of L.A. Sweat, a cycling group for women. Thomas's biography on the team's website states, Tiffany is a scientist by day, athlete by night. Her favorite organ are the blood cells. Hmm. You will never see anyone with a bigger smile than when she sees a beautiful electron micros- microscope picture of a red cell. She has never met a barbell, a bike, or a dog that she doesn't like. She is so incredibly excited to race and represent the LA Sweat team this year. Now, the the thing that is so fascinating to me. I'll tweet out this picture so you guys can see it. The thing that is so fascinating to me is the second and third place women are so happy. They're smiling, they're excited, they're celebrating while this biological man towers over them and steals their championships. This woman's cycling team hosts this person on their website and pretends like this man is a woman. And oh, she's so excited. What? Like I feel like I'm in the twilight zone when I look at these women. I, I can't even. I cannot even relate one iota. I don't understand. I, I really do feel like, what am I missing? I feel like the only one these days who isn't willing to go along with the charade, who doesn't understand that like this is really robbing women of all of the things that our ancestors fought for. I, I don't, I'm don't. i like drawing a blank here. I, I'm, what am I missing? I don't, I don't get it. Are they just this stupid?
1: What I want is when that starting gun goes off for everybody to stay, and there he goes. Or
0: just don't show all up. All by
1: himself, and don't show up. But, you know, <clears throat> this is where I want to teach my daughters. You know, in racing, we say rubbing is racing. Why some of the women didn't just nick a back tire Somewhere in the race, just, you know, send him off into the ditch. You know, it's time to fight back. <laughs> Honestly, it's time to fight back. I mean, why you let a guy like this come in and impose and completely degrade? It's not even about cycling anymore. Look at that. I mean, there it, it is. It's, it's, it's the, in your face, you don't matter.
0: That's a bulge, you have man. You
1: no value, oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, come <laughs> <on>. You don't. <sighs> it's disgusting.
0: It really is.
1: Absolutely, disg- it's disappointing too, Sarah. That women are not outraged.
0: Look at their faces. Look at their faces. Tell, tell me, tell me that that's fake. It's not. That's they're, not fake. They're celebrating. They're, they're genuinely excited at their. And what erasure.
1: they're doing is, what they're doing is, they are now complicit in degrading all women because they're not standing for mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. They're not fighting for their people. Mm-hmm. So 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 all of a sudden, oh! At least I've got second. <laughs> you, right. You're a loser. Right. Other women, and I'm chumming up here with dude over here. You know, so.
0: John.
2: I don't know. I mean, it's like 100 years of feminism has come full circle because yeah. they wanted to be equal to men. Well, yep. now men are going to be equal to you too, and we can just switch mm. teams. So, I don't know. This is like so absurd. In, in the most literal sense of the word, like this is just so crazy that you can't help but just kinda like laugh at it and kinda, I don't know, I don't go along with it, but it is just sort of entertaining, like this idea that like men have conquered everything and now we're gonna like conquer womanhood and then maybe the stars or something like that. And the fact that women, like you mentioned, are so willing to go along with it because, and their like hierarchy of needs, the need to be perceived as a virtuous person by celebrating this person who is obviously delusional is greater than the need to like feel the glory of victory. Mm. So if like you know I don't think well the biological component is real. But say you had a woman who were just like really good at some sport and, and she were actually like beating the men or something. I don't think men would go along with it as easily because we'd be like, wait a minute, no, I earned this. You shouldn't be involved in this, this competition. But I think women, because they're more agreeable and they're more susceptible to that social pressure, they're like literally now having to go along with their own, like you mentioned, erasure because it gives them a greater sense of validation than if they wanted to you know, get first place in the competition.
0: But men won't have, to, men won't have to, to go through that because, as we know, men are stronger than women. Massive and advantage. They, right. And they, So they're never going to have to face that. It, and that used to be like a totally acceptable, obvious thing that we could say is, men, well, men are stronger than women, so they would have the obvious advantage. Now it's like, you're, oh, wait, you're not allowed to say that because men, are, men and women are equal. So you can't say that.
1: True. You can't. But, Sarah, you know, we say women should stand up. But honestly, <clears throat> men in this country should stand up, too. Where's the men defending women? I mean, honestly, and we are, but we can't go never go along with it. This is I just I don't know, guys. Too I come soy. from a different I'm from Africa, man. You take a guy <laughs> like that behind the shed and you straighten him out. That's what you do with the, the guys. You straighten the guy out. I mean, you're just like, dude, you're not going to go compete against the women. Come race us boys. Mm -hmm. And if you come in a hundredth place, that's where you belong. Pick on someone
0: your own size.
2: Absolutely. He's absolutely right. And this is the problem with the way that, like, education has sort of devolved. They've removed the ability for young men to socialize each other by... Like I call it sexual McCarthyism, you know. When you're a gay, you're just like, stop being gay. No, you're gay. Like that. You need to be able to. That's how men check each other. It doesn't mean you're being homosexual. You're just being gay, and then you correct the behavior and you move on. But now you can't do that's offensive. That's me. No bullying. Zero tolerance. And not coincidentally, we've produced like the most
1: bizarre generation of people ever. So yeah, I mean. But now they're bullying women. Mm. They're degrading women. So the watchman, this is again, this is Ezekiel 33, 7. The watchmen on the wall are not warning. The blood's on their hands. It's it's disgusting all around. And that, I go back to the beginning of the show. Mm. A person doesn't fix that. That's culturally, morally. We've got a real problem. This, when you don't uprise against this horse crap, okay, of degrading women and letting some dude press and prance his way into, you know, dominating girls, no, dude, I'm sorry. The rest of the world are laughing at us. We, we are looking so weak. I mean, why wouldn't China think they can take us?
0: Well, I uh, just want to state for the record, I would be very happy if I, as long as I live, I never had to see another uh, transgender woman in uh, cycling pants. I
2: just like, like Dylan Mulvaney that. says, you know, the bulge is natural, it's perfectly normal.
0: If you're a guy. Did
2: you see the video of him? as like a gay man prancing around too and then the only difference is now he thinks he's a woman. Yes, yes. You know, on it and oh.
0: Well, I mean, they're erasing gay people too.
2: Well, that's the thing. Gay people have always been like really annoying and people forgot. People forgot because trans people came around. People forgot that that's how gay people act because trans people are, tell me I'm wrong.
1: John, wait.
0: Anyone can be annoying. You can't just say yes, yeah. a whole subset of people are annoying.
2: <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. We're not John, you're on my annoying. YouTube channel
0: because I don't want to get in trouble.
2: John, you're never annoying. What are they gonna do? They're gonna come take your trophy. You know, you're gonna have like uh, Sam Gonzalez come host. This All right, show we're gonna now. take a break. We'll be <laughs> right back.
0: <laughs> Cut his mic. Audio. Hey. So the city of Philadelphia has now agreed to pay $9.25 million to more than 300 people who claimed that they suffered physical and emotional injuries during the violent protests following the death of George Floyd. Um, This is in regards to the protesters that were gathered along. There was an interstate, right? They're blocking traffic. They're gathered along Interstate 676. Traffic is stopped. Police arrested them, uh, which they should have. They're lucky they didn't get run over because I may not have been so patient. And at least here in Texas, if you fear for your life, what are you going to do? So the plaintiffs are residents of West Philadelphia and others who took part in that protest. However, this one is a fascinating one because the money will be given out, doled out to 343 plaintiffs. And mental health counseling will apparently be made available to residents along an unspecified radius, not just plaintiffs involved in the protests. So like if you live nearby where people blocked traffic and got arrested, then you are eligible for mental health counseling over it. I I feel like this is good. Just goes back to your point that you were just making earlier is like we are so soft As a society, that these people, a city is agreeing to pay these people millions of dollars because they were blocking traffic, and authorities used uh, tear gas and pepper spray on them because they wouldn't freaking move. Yeah. It's like the
1: people that glued their hands in, in museums. Yeah. And you remove them, they go, I lost skin.
0: Right. It's like,
1: well. They glued your freaking hand, buddy.
0: That sounds I mean, like a consequence of your own actions. I,
1: I'll never forget. I told, you know, our daughter is now eight. I told her when she was five, she wanted to keep getting up on the stove. And, and I said, hey, she'll do it one time. Mm-hmm. And she burned her hand one time. And then, funny enough, she didn't do it again. <laughs> You know, Not that I want my child to burn, but I mean, you glue your hand, you sit in traffic, you get pepper sprayed. But that's how soft we have become. Not just that, this reparations nonsense. Where does that end, by the way? So the next time the 405 shuts down in LA, a whole bunch of Californians can get emotional damages and emotional harm for missing meetings and sitting in traffic and in the city of Los Angeles have to pay them, that probably will pass. Because some scumbag lawyer will take the case, form some sort of a class action and rake in the money from every average American that's willing to pay taxes.
0: Let me, let me, give, you the, let me give you the Philadelphia mayor's uh, statement. The pain and trauma caused by a legacy of systemic racism and police brutality against black and brown Philadelphians is immeasurable. We hope this settlement will, will provide some healing from the harm experienced by people in their neighborhoods in West Philadelphia and during demonstrations on I-676 in 2020.
2: Uh, so that's just not true. I mean, it's like crazy how the more things change, the more they stay the same. I read an article from Time Magazine from 1958, and it was talking about the problem of black crime in cities, and all of the leadership was saying that this is because of police brutality, this is because of, they didn't use the word systemic racism, but the way they described it was how we would now understand uh, systemic racism, and it's like, this has been a problem forever, and for some reason, like leadership within that community has never wanted to really like clamp down on it and has always just continued to be a problem and instead they want to redirect attention towards America or the system or white people and just think that if we keep throwing money at this community who's obviously hurting that's going to somehow like fix the problems but that's obviously not the case and I think we've spent like a trillion dollars in the war on poverty since the 1960s and it's actually gotten worse in terms of the crime rates in terms of the gaps uh, in homeownership like The test scores, nothing has improved, and we're just like rinsing money away for for nothing. So it's ridiculous and it doesn't do anything to help. It just divides people more.
1: Money does not solve a single problem. It is a tool, a very functional tool, a great tool to have. Difficult when you don't have it, but it does not take heart hurt away. It's never gonna fix a racial conversation, right? Look at South Africa, 26 years of a black government running that country that's now in shambles. We are basically back at civil war. Yesterday, strikes throughout the country, riots, and it's black on black. The whites are just onlookers. They're not even involved because now it's like a black community saying, you're stealing from us. You lie to us. And they've thrown billions In the Truth and Reconciliation Commission and reparations into the black community. Heck, we had a president that promised that every single black person would get a washing machine from the government, and then he couldn't deliver. And then they got mad at him. And now 26 years later, still no change. It's worse. It's never going to work. Mm. But the left run those cities, and they do this. This is the Jeremiah Wright's, Louis Farrakhan's, the Jesse Jackson's that They are the racist that perpetuate the narrative because they rake it in. Mm -hmm. These are the guys they don't want. This is why every single city that is run by Democrats somehow has black on black crime.
2: You know what the biggest scam is, too, that no one no one will even touch this because of how consequential it is. The pastors in the churches, these are people who, you know, drive like very nice cars. They have very nice suits and jewelry and watches and everything. They live in these big houses because the church pays for it all. So on paper, they're broke. And, you know, they'll sell certain messages to the people who they're preaching to. And instead of selling something that's more positive and and more, I guess, um, taking action towards bettering the community as a whole and not, you know, airing grievances and pointing the fingers, they won't do that because if any person comes in and tries to, you know, win an election in that district, or you know, so they will meet with these people, and it's it's like you know your junior Al Sharptons, and they'll basically have a conversation with them and lets them know like, hey, you know, you're gonna have to give me money here, help me out here, because if you don't, I might go tell my church that you know you're trying to hurt the community or whatever, and they know that they can sway these people's votes like that, and so yeah, there's got to be a huge conversation uh, pretty pretty soon because otherwise things are just gonna get worse. But-
0: uh, speaking of pastors, I've got quite the video for you after the break. We'll be right back. I can say. Reverend Dr. Caleb J. Lines has gone viral on social media for proclaiming that drag is holy. Watch.
2: Drag is holy holy. There has been an assault on the rights of drag performers in this country, and we must call out the hypocrisy and the injustice. Jesus called himself a mother hen, longing to gather up her chicks. Gender is a construct, you see. And if Jesus can be a mother hen, then you can dress in drag. I've even heard it said that Jesus was, and humanity is, God in drag. So let me say this again for those of you in the back.
0: Drag
1: is holy. And his whole church dresses in drag. That is blasphemy. He should drop to his knees and thank God that he's not struck by lightning where he's standing smoked into a pulp. There's no biblical reference for it. I'm going to say this and I'm going to shut my mouth because I don't cuss and I'm about to light up a storm here. He is attacking the man I serve, which is Jesus Christ. He is attacking the truth. He's sending people to hell, literally, with his words. Sexual immorality, according to Jesus, which he quotes, and God, is an abomination to God.
0: John?
2: You gotta take him behind the shed or something. I don't know, I don't know if there's any fix.
0: Another one behind the shed? Yeah. By the way, nobody's after drag queens. We're, we just don't want you sexualizing children. I don't know how that is so hard to understand. I'm
2: <laughs> angry. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.